0: I'm late again, but it's not my fault. Sunday school starts earlier than it should. But anyway, this morning, I'm going to be talking about pride. Did you connect that joke about not my fault? No? Okay. Anyway. Uh, But I am really talking about pride. Um, and I made a joke about it a couple weeks ago, said that the elders wanted me to speak on pride because I had a lot of knowledge in it, and today the joke is kind of on me. Um, but first I'm going to start with a definition, and I'm hoping y'all can help me out with some scripture, and in, in, I'm hoping, you know, I don't know if I have too much to talk about or not enough, but we'll find out. Uh, but what is Pride. Okay, I looked it up in the old Webster's, and it says, An inordinate self-esteem and unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority in talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank, or elevation in office, which manifests itself in lofty airs, distance, reserve, and often contempt of others. But I think a simpler definition would be thinking more of ourselves than we ought to. Um are we the cause of our beauty, our wealth, our intellect, our physical abilities, our accomplishments? I mean, I, we really aren't. Anything we have, if we're beautiful, it's because the Lord made us that way, which I'm not. But uh, same with your intellect, your wealth. I mean, all we can do is destroy those things, but we can't bring any of them about. But pride, I think, is confusing in our world because here's what we hear Um Today, and as, as we're kids, we hear, he is a proud man. And sometimes, you may have heard that, usually it's about like an elderly guy, maybe a World War II veteran, and he's now he ends up in a wheelchair. And they said, he was such a proud man, I just hate to see that happen to him. Well, that's kind of a positive twist on the word pride. Or you'll hear, have you no pride? And that basically means, don't you have any self-respect? Why are you walking around with your... Uh, shirt unbuttoned, or whatever it may be. Or, I'm proud of you, son, is a popular one, or a common one. I'm very proud of this, an accomplishment you may have done, or you re- might refer to something, maybe your old truck, or something as your pride and joy. Um, or another one is, you stepped on his pride, which would be, you know, you've, you've said something to somebody and you injured his pride which is something he shouldn't have. Um, but that's what, that's what we hear. Um, we also hear, and these are more negative twists, he is so prideful, okay? Or he is full of pride. Or your pride did that to you. His pride was hurt, and that one can go either way. He has pride issues. Um, Pride is a very powerful motivator. Pride can cause us to run faster. Nobody wants to be the last guy across the finish line. Um, But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the best you can in something, but what's motivating you? Pride can cause us to get better grades, which is a positive thing. But what's motivating you to get the better grades? Pride can cause us to cheat. So maybe you're not able to get the better grade, and maybe you want to make it look like you're getting the better grade, so you cheat. Um, Pride can cause us to practice more or be better prepared, because you don't want to go up In front of a group of people, and they're all looking at you, and you start feeling uncomfortable because you're not prepared. Um, Pride can cause us to lie, and I'll have have an example of that, which I still remember very clearly to this day. I was in junior high, and I'm sitting next to my friend in the very back of the class. His name was Paul D'Arazio, and the teacher was Mr. Collins, and he's writing on the chalkboard and he wrote a word, and then he stepped back from the chalkboard, and he looked at it, and he said, that doesn't look right. And of all the people in the classroom to ask to look it up, he asked little Danny Schlichter, who everybody knew couldn't spell. Anyway, somewhere, I guess there was a dictionary nearby, I'm looking it up, and it seems like it's taking forever, and I can't find the word because I can't even get it close enough to find it. And I feel like everybody's waiting on me, even though the teacher's still talking. And then my pride is completely taking me over. So I start whispering whispering to my friend, Paul DeRosio. I said, Paul, is that right? Did he spell it right? And he just said, yes. So I said, yes, that's right. And then the teacher looked at it for a couple more seconds. And he stepped back and he said, you lied to me, which was pretty humbling um, for someone who was being proud. Um also pride can cause us to rebel and often does. Who are you to tell me what to do? Might be a response we have um, to those in authority over this. So there's some different examples of pride, but let's look at what scripture says about pride. If I can get some help looking up some of these verses. Um, Most of them are in Proverbs, if you all want to flip over there. Um, We will start with Proverbs 8.13. Do I have anybody that would like to read that scripture? A volunteer. Yes, sir.
1: The fear of the Lord is to hate evil,
0: pride and arrogancy and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. Okay, and how about Proverbs eleven two? Anybody volunteer for that one? Justin, go ahead. All right. Thank you. about Proverbs 13.10? We got a bashful crowd this morning. Okay, here we go.
1: Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom.
0: All right, Proverbs 14.3. I'll do that one. In the mouth of the foolish, is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Okay, how about Proverbs 16, 18? Jonathan, did I see your hand go up? No, I didn't, but you would be happy to read it, wouldn't you? destruction and an honey spirit before fall. Good job, thank you. Well Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-three. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Good. And then just one more, and that's gonna be Mark Chapter seven, verses twenty through twenty-three. That's a long one. Anybody want to volunteer for that one? Gene, thank you. Mark seven twenty through twenty-three. That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of man, proceedeth evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride,
1: foolishness.
0: All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Thank you. And that, that one, I actually, <laughs> I read that and I saw pride in there and I read it two or three more times and I couldn't find the word pride because it's so small of a word, but it's a very powerful one. And it's right in there with, um, with everything else. And I think it's also a motivator of, of everything else. And there's a lot more scripture um, about pride in the Bible. I'm sure you all have seen it, um, but it's interesting. Pride comes from within and defiles the man. So it's clear from this few scriptures that we read that pride is not good. We know that pride is a sin, even though the world sometimes tells us differently. That there's um, might tell us that there's two kinds of pride: a good pride and a bad pride. But there isn't. There's only, one, there's only one kind of pride, and that's a sinful pride. Now, pride is often camouflaged and can't be seen. Um, and we don't always know why someone does things. You, someone could do something good, like the guy running the race. And he may be the fastest guy on the track. And he may do that because he's a, a competitive, um, disciplined um, athlete. Or he may just be prideful. Uh, It's hard to know what motivates people, Um, especially when it comes to pride, because they often don't see it themselves. Sometimes we hear people make statements like, we all tell me, does this sound, could this be a prideful statement? I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Does anybody think that would be a prideful statement or could be a prideful statement? Could be, yeah. A lot of people say that. Actually, a lot of believers say that. And a lot of non-believers say it. I don't think a lot of people really mean it because we all care somewhere in there what people think about us. Um, And we should. So that that statement like that can be motivated by pride. Now, does it mean I have it all together? If someone sees something in me, they're wrong because I'm the coolest cat on the block. That's a term, yeah, it doesn't mean really cat, I'm talking about a person. But, um, or they may say, "In this, tell me, is this prideful? As long as I'm following the Lord, it's not important what others think of me. Would you think that's prideful? Could be, you're right. But I don't, I don't the way I wrote it, I didn't intend it to be prideful, but that's the problem with pride. <laughs> Even things that you're saying are good can be prideful. Um, The opposite of pride would probably be to be humble. So can you be prideful in your humbleness? You can. It doesn't sound right, but there's a lot of people that are. They're, they're, They're so caught up in their humbleness that it becomes pride, and it's because of where it comes from. Is it coming from the heart or is it coming from the mind? Um, it's interesting because your pride your pridefulness can never become humble but your humbleness can become prideful and it goes back to what I was saying that the mental state in the criminal justice system there's four things we don't have any of our police officers here do we there's four things that involve the mental state of committing a crime and you have to fit into one of them at least one of them you could fit into more than one There's intentionally, knowingly, recklessly, or negligently. So anytime you commit a crime, you're gonna fit into one or more of those, or it's not gonna be a crime. And they're gonna find a way to fit it in there, I promise you. The only exception might be if you were criminally insane. Well, I think it's the same with pride. We have a, a mental state, and it doesn't fit into those, but it's the same thing, it's a mental state. Um, and pride is contagious. Okay, my pride can bring out your pride. Um, let's say that after church, I like to pick on Dwight, but he's not here, so maybe I'll pick on Justin. So after church, we walk out, and I step on Justin's toe, and I look at Justin. I turn around, I walk off and just, well, forget about him being my son, because he'd probably just tell his mother, but it, if he wasn't my son. So then he walks out with just thinking, that really wasn't very nice of him to step on my toe, and he really should probably apologize. So he does the right thing. He comes up to me and says, Daddy, um, you stepped on my toe, and it, it kind of hurt. Don't you think you should apologize? And I said, no, I'm not going to apologize to you. You shouldn't have had your foot there. All right, so now I'm being prideful. Actually, twice. Once I looked at him. The second time, he's asked me for an apology. I've refused to apologize. And now Justin's pride is going to come in. I mean, if he wasn't Justin, if he was somebody else, so. So then Justin says, "Well, no, you stepped on my toe, and you need to apologize to me." I'm not going to apologize to you. So then we end up in the pastor's office. Okay. Now he's not upset so much about his toe being stepped on. He's really upset about me not apologizing. Yet he's not really upset for any scriptural reason. He's upset because I stepped on his foot that went right straight into his pride and woke it up. So then he tells the pastor, Yeah, Dan stepped on my foot and and, and it hurt. And I think he should apologize to me. And then I say, no, if your foot wasn't so big, I wouldn't have stepped on your foot. You should apologize for having a big foot. And then he says, well, if you weren't so fat, it wouldn't have hurt so bad when you stepped on my foot. So now we're calling each other names, and we've gone well past the, uh, the bruised toe to where we got a bruised um, pride, so to speak and we've got a bruised or or severed relationship. And that's what pride does. Um, It it can take something so small as stepping on somebody's toe, and it can accelerate it uh, into a much bigger, bigger issue. Um, Sometimes pride can be used as a tool of manipulation. And I hate to keep using myself as an example of things, but I don't really want to use anybody else. Um, But years ago, we were in a a homeschool group, and we went camping. And there was one guy, a very good friend of mine, and he was a real big, big guy. I mean, just not like overweight, but just big, muscular guy. And he could, this guy could do anything. He, He knew everything, and he could do anything. And I worked with him. We called him Yoda. You know, the Yoda was like the guy who knew everything. And he could literally do anything. Well, we're, we're at a campfire, you know, like you do when you're camping with a bunch of families. And, and I'm, I'm trying to chop this log of wood. And the log was split. So, I mean, it was um, twisted, so it wouldn't split real easy. And I'm chopping and chopping and chopping on it. And I look at him over there, and he's not thinking anything of it. And I said to a couple of other guys, I said, watch this. So I go over to my friend, and I, I, I'd actually done go, I said real loud, nobody can split this piece of wood. And then, boom, his ears perked up. Right? Now, I'm not saying this is pride with him, but he, he really is a guy who could just, because I don't know, I don't think he's listening, because <laughs> he's very big. But anyway, he jumps up, I can do it. And he starts whacking on it and whacking on it, and it's splitting. Well, meanwhile, all of us are laughing at him. He doesn't realize it. And we're laughing and laughing and laughing. And I'm getting kind of prideful. You see how I just manipulated him to do what I wanted? And then he splits it again, and a piece of wood comes off. And it flies across the campsite and hits me right in the shin on my leg. And it hurt so bad that my only thing kept me from crying was my pride, because all these families were out there looking. And then all of a sudden, everybody's laughing at me. Um, so that's an example of, of we can manipulate people with it, our pride, and it's also an example of how pride can lead to our destruction, especially of our shin bone. Interrogators in the police department will use pr- people's pride often to get them to confess to something. Um, you know, Whatever it may be, uh, they may something, uh, let's say he's hit somebody, because he didn't like the way they, did. whatever, he just assaults somebody, he just hits somebody. And um, the interrogator may start talking to him, and, and he'll say, well, yeah, I mean, what you did was really what any real man would have done, right? Well, then all of a sudden, this guy's like, yeah, I mean, you know, this, this guy's saying I, I'm crashing my manhood. And so, yeah, that's exactly what a real man would have done. Well, the next thing you know, he's confessing to hitting this guy um, just because of his pride. So um, it, can be a, it can be a tool that we can be used to or other people can use uh, to manipulate us. And then I think some of us may have seen this. Some people, when it comes to um, games, can be a poor loser. Has anybody ever experienced that? Does anybody want to say I have a story of a poor loser in a game? Not to be one, but to have a story of one. No? Well, I, I've seen it. I think we all have. Um, and sometimes it's very surprising, the person you see it in. You know, you're playing a game with somebody in uh, whatever board game, Monopoly, whatever it is, card game, and they start to lose, and they or checkers, you know, they start to really get upset. Um, And it's really concerning when it's somebody that's not normally like that, and it kind of shocks you. Um, And then when they lose, they get really upset, and you're thinking, well, it's just a game. Um, And then if you know real well, you'll learn to let them win later on. Um, But And then there's also a poor winner which in some ways is worse than a poor loser. You ever played a game with a poor winner? Yeah, and after you, have you experienced that with your husband, I hope, right? (laughs) This could be a good time. (laughs) So a poor winner will kind of belittle you when you lose. And the poor winner, I think, is actually worse than the poor loser because at least with the poor loser, at least you got to have won the game. With the poor winner, you lose the game, and you still get belittled. With the poor, by the poor winner. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Um, pride can cause bad actions that lead to broken relationships. And pride also is often what prevents a relationship from healing. Like when I stepped on Justin's toe. Um, you know that that was something that was actually an accident and then my pride kicked in and of course when he you know it's like a like the missiles you know they, they start putting their missiles up well then his missile goes up so then we've got our pride aimed at each other and we're shooting pride missiles back and forth well so then you've got a broken relationship but even more damaging is pride is often what causes a broken relationship not to be able to heal because it's really hard for some people to say they're sorry. Have you ever experienced somebody that can't say they're sorry? Have you ever seen that, Jason? Pardon? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You can't think of anybody? Has anybody ever experienced somebody that can't say they're sorry without using any names? Dwight was at that camping trip, I think, where that log hit my, you, I'm going to ask you, you weren't here, Dwight, but remember years ago, we're at a homeschool camping trip, I think you were there, and I don't want to use any names, but there's a guy who was a good friend of ours, real big guy, big strong guy, and we're all standing by the campfire, and I said, can anybody, nobody could split this piece of wood, it's too hard to split, it was twisted, do you remember that? See, I didn't make that up. W- what happened at the end, do you remember what happened to me? Yeah, the log went across and hit me in the shin bone, and I wanted to cry so bad. See, y'all thought I made that story up, but I didn't. Huh? Yeah, well, please, let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad you're here because I was going to use you for the example of stepping on somebody's toe, but I used it on Justin already, so but I can't, but anyway. Me and Dwight actually have known each other for what? 30-something years. And we could really tell some, I could really tell some stories about him. But anyway, now I lost my place. Um, relationships. And right now I'm on the border of damaging this one. I'm just kidding. Um, that Pride is very damaging uh, to a relationship. Uh, if we get somebody else, let's go to Luke. Twenty two, twenty four. And anybody volunteer to read that? And there was also a strike among them. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? Okay, so here we have. Two disciples arguing about which one should be the greatest, and I'm just imagining how it happened, you know, one of them said, you know, I'm the greatest, which was a pretty prideful thing to say. Then the other guy, who's just like an innocent bystander, but when he said it to him, his reaction is to do what? to respond to it, and, he, and he's prideful, and he says, no, I'm the greatest. So that's kind of what we're talking about, or pride is is, is contagious, um, and it's also very damaging. Um, was it pride that caused the Pharisees and the Sadducees to hate Christ? How many times did he rebuke them, or just make them look bad and I don't mean that obviously in a negative way, but here they are the religious leaders. And this guy comes in and is knows the scripture better than they do. He uses parables that they can't understand. And what ends up happening? Their pride comes in and they end up hating the guy instead of just, you know, thinking, wow, he's, you know, one of us or oh, wow. Whatever uh, I'm trying to say, does anybody know what I'm trying to say? Cause I'm, boy, it's so hard, and people just looking at you.
1: Get rid of him for making them look bad. Thank you, Keith. That's
0: exactly what I was trying to say. That's good. And that's true. And, that, and that's true with us, too. Um, can anybody else think of an example Of where pride caused, in a biblical example, where pride was um, destructive, something like that. Or anywhere close. Pardon? That's right. That's right.
1: David.
0: Pardon? David. David with Bathsheba. Bathsheba. That's actually one I thought about myself. Because what, tell me what you think about how was it pride outside of just. Other sins? Well,
1: whenever he had the man killed, yeah. the husband. It's kind of like that had to be with this. now David's embarrassed heart. He wanted to get rid of the competition. Yeah. Usually, a lot of times, competition is involved. Right? Just like this one, I'm the greatest. It's, uh, it's always a comparison. That's right. Like, uh, one to another versus us against God you know, as far as where do we measure up to God's standard. That's right. But anyway, that's always a a prime example, I think, of David. And 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 that's what I, there's another
0: one, and again, it goes back to we don't always know what motivates somebody, but was it pride that made him decide he could have her in the first place? I'm the king. Yeah, and it you know, just perpetuated. You're yeah. exactly right. That, it,
1: that's very true. That's probably the bigger pride. Yeah, that's what got him there in the first place, and the pride kept him there longer than he should have. Exactly
0: stayed, right. And it's and it's scary because it's almost like COVID, right? I mean, we can't see it. And the only problem is, well, we can always see it in others, but we can't see it in ourselves. <laughs> and it and it creeps in, but the mask the mask won't keep keep the pride out. I had an issue once um, at work. It was a very minor thing, and I, I don't exactly even remember what it was about, but it involved a supervisor that was a friend of mine. There was a disagreement, and I think we, I mean, it wasn't like yelling or anything, but we just dis- disagreed kind of in the office, and of course I was right, um, but, but he was a supervisor, so it didn't come out that way in the end. And it was weird because it bothered me, like for a few days, I kept thinking, I was at home doing stuff, and I kept thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I think, why do I keep thinking about it? Well, then finally I realized, and by the way, this isn't my only prideful moment, but I finally realized that it was my pride that was keeping me from, I just couldn't let it go, because my pride was embarrassed, you know, in the the office um, with with this supervisor and everything. So... Same thing in our office, I would see guys answer the phone. When it's not when I had to work in office, the people would call with all kinds of questions. And there's some guys that won't say, I don't know. They will make something up, but I sit there and I literally listen to them making something up on the phone that's completely untrue. And they know it's untrue, and they're talking to a complete stranger. And instead of saying, I don't know, and, and, and sending them to the place they need to go. They just make up an answer. So keep that in mind when you call the police station. Pardon? Saul, okay, tell us. David has, or Saul has slain his thousands and David is ten thousands. That's right. Well, they've ascribed to me thousands, but David, ten thousands. What more can he have but the kingdom? That's right. And it's, Pride, often pride. Sometimes I like, think we don't always know. I mean, what's? I mean, it, you could be motivated by other things, but pride, pride is a is a great motivator. How about Lucifer? In uh, Isaiah, um, it doesn't use the word pride, but he talks about I think arrogance in, in, in words like that, which involve pride. And here he was a great angel, but he wanted to be. He wanted to be more like God or wanted to be God. And um, and you talk about destruction. I mean, he went from that to, you know, a long a long ride down. Because anybody, uh, anybody look up Isaiah 14. This is a little bit of a long one. We need a Isaiah 14, 12 through 15. We got somebody that would mind reading that. Volunteer, Mark. You mind? Uh, Isaiah fourteen.
1: What verses do you say? <laughs> Isaiah
0: fourteen, verses twelve through fifteen.
1: Twelve through fifteen. How are you fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn? How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low? You said in your heart, "I will ascend to heaven." Above the stars of God, I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Keep going.
0: Down to is that, have have you made it to 15? 15,
1: Oh, to 15. But you are brought down to shield to the far reaches of the pit.
0: Down, so that's a big drop. Um, Anybody else think of maybe time for one more example? That's fine. Um, Okay, uh, we don't always know what motivates men to sin, nor do we really need to. Um, But often pride is in there somewhere. I tried to do like an algebra type equation, but to be honest with you, I'm not very good at algebra. But I think like P plus something equals sin I don't know it it didn't work out so I didn't do it so I don't know why I brought it up but and we're pretty good at seeing pride like I said we're actually we're very attuned to seeing pride in others but not in ourselves how many times have we heard I think there's a saying and they said this the man said this probably one of the first times I heard it was at Doug Myers' funeral now you were there but they were playing it here in church and it was a friend of Doug's and he said what he said something like pride if if what did he say? Yeah, if you think you don't have pride, you have it really bad. So, um, and that's something to, to think about. So is there anybody here that doesn't have pride? I could ask that in the beginning, but we, we, all, we all have pride, even and it's hard, it's hard to see sometimes. I mean, some people really, I mean, they're walking around with their nose in the air, and you can really see the pride in them. I mean, just it's just like dripping off of them. You know, they're going to slip and fall. Yes, sir. The,
1: the insidiousness of pride to me is, especially if you're married, right, and you get in a, an argument with your spouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as God is my witness, I, I could be right, okay? And my spouse could be, well, let's say, 100% wrong. The problem is you can actually destroy your spouse proving that you were right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the the struggle for a Christian is, isn't truth, isn't righteousness, shouldn't that rain out? The problem is it, you go back to that verse of, if I have not love, I'm like a, a gong or a, sound, a cymbal, right? Just a tinkling. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the issue or, or the struggle I have is sometimes... Uh, pride shows in insidious ways like that. In other words, like you know, you didn't set out to be proud. You weren't looking for the opportunity to be proud, but you realize that proud has an element in that, because you do want to be right. Mm -hmm. Right? But in that case, what if you actually were? That still doesn't (laughs) allow you to. That's right. Because the the higher principle rules over that. And there's, I mean, it's kind of like in a traffic. It's like, you come to a four-way stop. Well, I got here first. Yeah. You can be dead right. So yeah, really dead that's right. The, that's <laughs> the struggle as a Christian, right? Yeah. I mean, you could you could say, well, I'm in my right. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, you know, I I was here first. That's right. And I'm going to show them. That's I'm right. going to show them that lesson. You know? but Some the, of that probably, poor winner.
0: A well, poor winner in a game. A poor winner in a game. We, a talk, we talked again. about that a little right. bit earlier.
1: So it shows up in, in insidious yeah. ways like that as far yeah. as, it can motivate us in ways that we may not even realize that we're falling prey to because there are other principles that should rule, uh, should override, if that makes sense. That's right. Because a lot of times that's where we struggle is principles in conflict mm-hmm. or one should supersede the other. I mean, that's the whole issue of abortion. That's right. It's like, it's a woman's right over her body. Yeah, a woman should yeah. have a right over her body, but, you know, murdering her child kind of overshadows exactly. that right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So anyway. And you're right. And, that, and that's
0: and that's absolutely right. And that's what that's really what where pride it's when I started thinking about it, I'm pretty y'all are probably ahead of me. I don't want to say it like that. I mean no, I don't mean that I don't mean that y'all have more pride than I do. Let me take that back. I was trying to be humble in that thing. But anyway, I started thinking more about pride and how it's affected my life and, and other people's lives. And I really, I really um, think it's so subtle, like you said, and the perfect example is you're right. You can be right. Your wife can be wrong, which is probably unusual, but, but you can really hurt the relationship in, and, and it's not because you're being prideful because you're wrong and you can't admit it. It's because you're being prideful because you're right. And you want to make sure she can admit it. So, and that, that, that is damaging. Um, so we really need to look at ourselves and see our own pride and what it's doing in our lives and in the lives of those around us. It's there in big ways, and it's there in small ways, and I think probably the small ways are probably the more harmful ones often. Our language really seems to have two definitions of pride, but God only has one, and that that pride is a sin. Now, I will say this is just a caution because we have a habit of using the word pride pride in a positive way so if your father young people if your father or mother pats you on the back and says son i'm really proud of you don't turn around and say sinner 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 okay that's not that's not going to go over well because we don't really have a word to substitute pride now god had a word or a phrase um and he said this to his son he said this is my son and whom I am well pleased. But that just doesn't have the same thing when I walk up to Jason after he gets an A on his test and I say, Jason, I'm very well pleased with you. It just doesn't flow out the same, but it's not that, <laughs> it's because we don't have the, the language. We, we've used pride in different ways. So my, my point is, I say it, I tell my kids I'm proud of them, um, I tell my wife I'm proud of her, I don't know that I've ever heard it back, but no, I'm just kidding. So, um, but we don't really mean, some would say proud in a good way, but there's no such thing as saying, there's no such thing as proud in a good way. Um, So just, we we all know that, but I'm just thinking that I don't want children to be confused when they hear someone's proud of them. And just one more, I'll tell one more story real quick, because then we got to get out. Um, But I was testifying in court once, and you know, and he's, Criminal trial, they'll in the beginning they'll ask some questions to kind of make the jury humanize the police officer, that he doesn't seem like such a brute that he that he that he looks like or is, and and I don't know why the prosecutor asked me this, but it was shortly after we'd gone to the IBLP conference, and and she said, Officer Schlechter, are you proud to be a Houston police officer? And I thought, oh, this is great. This is my chance. I can speak truth into the courtroom, and plus when I tell her, no, I can't be proud to be that because pride is a sin. And I had it all figured out, all this, I was going to say, no, pride's a sin. I can't, we shouldn't be proud of ourselves. And so, but I can't dictate the answer. She asked the first question, are you proud? And I later said, no, I'm not. And then she like, you know, had a horrified look on her face, like she didn't know what to do next. And she didn't ask anything else about it. So I never got a chance to, to, to put the other side in there. And then in the closing arguments of the trial, um, she told the jury, she said, let's convict this man and make Officer Schlichter proud again. (laughs) So my my message never got through. So, um, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and and close in in prayer. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just uh, thank you for this day, Lord, and just thank you for this church and this time we have to meet together, Lord. And, and pride is pride can be a, a fun subject. There's a lot of funny examples of it, but it's a very uh, serious subject, very destructive, uh, destructive in our lives in so many ways, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that that you will help us um, to see those pride, especially the the little pride that's so much harder to see, the little things that we don't notice. That you'll make us sensitive to it, and like the example that that Dwight gave, um, even when you're even when you're right, it's gonna be so damaging to a relationship to to prove it to somebody. And uh, just uh, thank you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.